You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Again, uh, this time by the Atlanta Hawks. The final score there, 138 to 122. The Lakers did play without Anthony Davis, but I don't think it particularly mattered. Uh, that was just a butt kicking. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I think the, 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 the stat that I've heard going around, making the rounds right now, is that the Lakers have given up at least 126 points in six of the last seven games. Um, they are now below 500 again. And, uh, you know, you, you just kind of look around and, and you have a lot more questions than answers. Um, we'll get into, we'll get into some of the Darwin stuff, obviously later in the show, as, uh, you're kind of left wondering because of a predictably bad effort, what is going on there. You had Christian Wood tweet out before the game, just LOL. That went out basically like almost exactly when the new starters were announced uh, with AD out. Jackson Hayes went in. Uh, Jovan Buha asked Darvin about Wood's tweet. Um, quote from, I'm just quoting Jovan's tweet. Darvin, heads, Darvin Ham said he isn't on social media and wasn't aware of Christian Wood's pregame LOL tweet. He said he wanted to keep Wood in his typical uh, role and felt he had a solid game tonight. He added that lineups aren't a popularity contest and are about what's best for the team. Sure thing, pal. Um, the So we'll, we'll talk about that uh, here in a little bit. I do want to touch a little bit on the game um, as uh, Atlanta, obviously, is a team that we have spent a lot of time talking and thinking about. DeJounte Murray was incredible. He goes for 24 points in 33 minutes, 11 of 19 from the field, um, 0 of 3 from three-point range, 2 of 2 from the line, 9 assists, 4 boards. 
and uh, two steals was a was tied for the game high in plus minus at plus nineteen. Um, <clears throat> you also had for uh, Atlanta, uh, DeAndre Hunter played for his first time in, in quite some time. I thought he looked good as well. Six points in sixteen minutes, two of five from three point range. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich looked pretty good as well. 18 points on seven of 15 shooting four of nine from three point range. Um, and, and it was just the thing that I took note of was how often Atlanta scored in like semi transition, even off of makes like even, even off of like, you know, the Lakers made, or even I saw a couple possessions where it was a dead ball turnover. And Atlanta just like one, two passes up ahead and they were open from three. So, um, or just open period and, and were able to score. So it was just, it was just a bad effort. I thought from the Lakers and, you know, Aaron were Aaron and I were on the, uh, all access Lakers feed playback.tv slash all access Lakers is where you can find that. And I told Aaron, I was like, this feels like a blowout. And it was like, I think midway through the first or so maybe in the second. And uh, I just, this was, this was pretty clearly uh, heading in a, in a very obvious direction. And uh, I thought Darwin realized that he took a couple early first quarter timeouts. And I think kind of came to the realization soon thereafter. Oh, okay. Well, there's nothing I can do to stem this tide. We'll just kind of ride this out. Um, a quick reminder, please do subscribe to the feed here on so on uh, on YouTube. That is youtube.com slash at Lakers Lounge is where you could find me here. And uh, to those of you who are wondering if yesterday was the first time you've seen my show, uh, I do not always wear the clown makeup. And I don't know if you can see it, but my eye is like my my right eye is like actually kind of screwed up. It's because of that makeup. So like, I'm not probably going to be wearing that makeup again anytime soon because I like having use of my eyes. Um, the plan here is to like, if I'll bring it out for, for special occasions, I guess, but um, I'll probably get actual makeup that doesn't hurt my vision, my ability to see stuff. And, uh, and that's the plan though, moving forward. But yeah, in this one, um, <clears throat> the, the Lakers, I thought, uh, you know, came out, and did some scoring early and were just a little too comfortable and a little too fine with the Hawks just kind of running away from the game or running away with the game. Now, here's where we get to the fun part. Fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply we're starting to get some more reporting now on it, right? Where Kevin O'Connor says he went to a, uh, he went to a Lakers game, sat behind the bench and thought that the Lakers were paying as much attention to Darvin ham during timeouts as like 
teenagers uh, pay attention to their parents while they are scrolling TikTok. Uh, literal uh, comparison that he made there. Um, I have ha heard it all season, especially as it's gone along, that you know the Lakers just do not, especially the veterans, just do not pay attention to Darvin in these uh, in these uh, timeouts and 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 when given the opportunity to do so, that they have basically tuned him out. Um, this effort here tonight was very predictable. And I think only is it speaks to the theory that the Lakers have tuned him out. And I know that people close to the Lakers are going to keep on trying to say that he has not completely locked, lost the locker room. But from what I have heard now for months, I don't think he can get this back. I think this is done. I think his time... Um, not his time coaching the Lakers because I don't think he's getting fired this season, but as far as uh, runway or ability to regain that trust from this uh, Lakers roster, I think that's gone. That ship has sailed and these guys have completely tuned him out. And I, uh, you know, the example that one could point to as far as like the a potential beginning of that process would be a tweet like Christian Woods, right? Where he said, where he kind of subtweets his head coach. And I don't think it's smart, by the way, on a minimum contract to do that kind of a thing or even appear to have done that kind of a thing. But uh, I think with, you know, I, I was basically asked, you know, hey, does this, does this signal like they are fully revolting? Like, are they, are, does this, is this the beginning of the end? And my thing is, if Christian Wood feels comfortable firing off that tweet, I would argue that the revolt had already started and is well underway. And I, I do legitimately think, from talking to people all season long, that these guys are just done with him. And uh, we'll see if, if, they, if he can regain it. He's not going anywhere. So something is going to have to give or this season is just lost. And, uh, you know, I could give you detail after detail after detail. Um, you saw those, 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 uh, the, the, the picture of, of LeBron kind of rolling his eyes at Darvin Ham. You saw the clip of him literally rolling his eyes at Darvin Ham. Reminded me of Kobe's thing with Mike Brown right before Mike Brown got, um, uh, got fired. And now, like that is just one version of it that was caught on 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 camera, but it happens all the time. The people that I talk to say that like in 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 those games, when he's drawing up plays, you'll have some you know guys kind of staring off into the distance. All right, go team! And then as they're walking onto the court, they'll ask each other like, "All right, so what are we actually running?" Uh, and and and. I thought like it's even it even goes beyond the reporting that I can do on this. But you watch them and uh, Krantis has done a great job as far as, uh, you know, charting when the Lakers run plays and when they uh, freestyle. And um, and he's done a very good job of statistically charting, like how successful the Lakers are when they freestyle versus when they run plays and when, when they call sets. And I think one reason they are that kind of unsuccessful when they freestyle is because Darwin and his coaching staff have done a piss poor job of implementing any kind of, you know, foundational 
understanding of what it what needs to be accomplished on either side of the ball. You had LeBron James just the other night when he was asked about the defense say that guys don't know what they're supposed to be doing out there on the court. Who do you think he's indicting there? All season, when when I have done all of my reporting, and then it gets confirmed by the Athletic, and then you you see it again here by Kevin O'Connor, and it it has it's on Twitter for the entirety of a day. At no point have any of the players come out and said, "No, man, that's all cap, that's fake, like it's just it's bullshit, anything like that." No, if anything, they take up like with those reports, and they and they sideswipe him by complimenting the coaches that they play against or more often than not now lose to. So yeah, I, you know, whether, whether it's like, whether you want to believe, and this is what I've said all along, even back before I was considered like a newsbreaker or anything like that, what, whatever Harrison wants to call me insider, whatever. Um, but I, I said it back then as it pertained to Darvin Ham and Austin Reeves and how, and what I meant to say even back then was that people in the organization are sitting there watching this take place between Darvin and Austin. And they're wondering why this guy doesn't mess with Austin in the way that he should. And at that point, you know, when it, when it got aggregated and it, and it got legs, I saw plenty of people in, in uh, Lakers Twitter uh, calling me out and calling me a liar and saying that I was making it up and that I don't have sourcing and all that stuff. Right. Um, only to later see that all of that stuff got got um, got confirmed, and and uh, whether it's whether it's that stuff or the stuff that's followed as it pertains to this this locker room, you can believe me when I share these details. But you could also just watch. You could go to a game if you're fortunate enough to go to a game, and you could watch them during timeouts, and you can watch them. Um, like I'm going to use an Orca fact. I'm going to use an Orca comparison here. I remember once upon a time talking to um, when I was a kid. Um, they used to, as you were walking out of the the sea, like the 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 Orca tanks or whatever, when you would, when my parents would take me to SeaWorld, and and you had the opportunity to talk to trainers and ask them questions. And one thing that I asked them was like, "Hey, are you ever nervous to go into the water um, with these big ass animals?" You know. And, and the guy said, yes, actually, not not always, uh, but yes, there are some occasions where you tell them to go somewhere and they kind of look at you and they roll their eyes and they go into whatever whatever training session or whatever it is that they're supposed to be working on. And he says, when I see that, I don't go in the water because they aren't going to cooperate. And, and I'm not comparing the Lakers to Orcas or anything like that. I'm not I'm not doing anything like that. But I'm saying you watch these guys' body language coming out of these timeouts during these timeouts. You see their body language after wins, after losses. It doesn't matter. It's the same body language because they don't believe in the guy that is calling the shots here. And they can't completely override the guy. Um, and and I just think it's led to a... I, uh, hilariously, I think they're actually kind of a united locker room because they all can't stand the guy that that that, that is that's coaching them, and it kind of makes me think that semi semi similarly to the Russell Westbrook situation last season, um, if you do fire Darvin Ham, I think there's a chance that this team goes on a run because they wouldn't have to listen to him anymore, and and I think uh, you know and look, it's nothing against Darvin personally. I, I 
I, I don't have any problems with him as a human being. He seems fine, I guess. But what I will say, though, is sometimes when the boss um, is a little too confident in his bosses or their bosses, uh, you you feel that and and it leads to some real animosity. And that is really what what we've seen here, I think, from from Darwin, where he get, keeps getting told, whether it's by Jeannie, whether it's by Rob uh, or whoever, how great a job he's doing. And he's listening to that. And he doesn't stop to think about listening to the guys that he's actually trying to coach and he's actually trying to lead. And, and I think it's really, it's, it's, you're, you're in a spot where this locker room is, is, is just kind of waiting. Shoot. You watched it in that golden state game. When those guys got there, got out there on the court in any time that they've gotten, I think they've played to this point, a total of 30 minutes together. 19 of them came in that Golden State game. So in those 30 minutes together, you watch you watch those guys when they step out there onto the court and they feel free because they finally get to play together. You see that like light in their eyes. And it's like finally, let's go. Let's finally let's, let's go out and play. And and they and they and they and they do so very, very well to this point in the season. Um, and and I sincerely think that if the and, and maybe, it, look, I was I was probably in the minority before where I said, if you just moved Russell Westbrook, I think this team has a real chance at making some noise in the playoffs. I said that last year. And lo and behold, when they moved Russell Westbrook, they went on that run in the postseason. Didn't lead to a championship, but it was a miraculous run that they went on as soon as they traded Russell Westbrook. It happened immediately. And I do sincerely think that if you fired Darvin Ham. And you and and you remove the saddlebags that these guys have been carrying around all season. I I I really think that these guys would unite around, you know, or come together around whoever the 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 replacement would be. And I I personally think that Phil Handy would be the guy I would go with there because he I think is most likely to get LeBron's buy-in, and then the team kind of takes off with the 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 tone that LeBron sets. Um, but if 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 you're sitting there at home and you're looking at this trade deadline, we're going to talk about the trade deadline stuff here in a second. But if you're sitting there at home and you're trying to figure out like what is it that can be done to turn this stuff around, uh, I think it starts with firing Darvin Ham, and that's where it gets so frustrating to watch the Lakers operate as they do, because I know that isn't coming, that isn't in the cards. It doesn't matter how many times I, I come out here and say it. It doesn't matter how many times shit a Laker could come out right now. LeBron or AD could basically come out right now and say like, yeah, I don't think we we're not really buying what this guy's selling anymore. And I don't think it would matter. I really don't, you know, and, and that's really frustrating and it sucks. And I think it's why these guys have been kind of like holding back the way that they have. And, 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 and they tend to fold as soon as they see any kind of adversity. Because it's like, well, whatever. This guy isn't going to make the adjustments that we need to. And he's just going to sit there in this next huddle and tell us how we need to run faster. And that's going to solve everything when that's not how this works. So, um, yeah, if there's anything to take away from this, like, macro look at this game, I, 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 again, I sincerely hope, based off of what I've seen, based off of what I have heard, based off of, having been coached in the past by shitty coaches 
You fire him, I think you save the season. All right. Uh, earlier today, I hope you guys checked it out. I sat down or, you know, sat down for an interview with Mike Scotto of Hoops Hype. Uh, he broke down the trade deadline. We talked about the uh, market as it exists right now and some of the inflated prices. Aaron and I uh, spoke during the All Access Lakers feed tonight while we were watching the game together about some of the stuff that Mike and I talked about. Um, and I would say that uh, it's it's a um, it's a market that a lot of buyers are really frustrated with, and and um, you know they that's why you see things kind of stagnated, not just with the Lakers and and their negotiations, but across the league. After a flurry of activity, the league is kind of uh, you know settled down and is now waiting to procrastinate all the way up to the uh, trade deadline. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do think that the Lakers, I know, right, that the Lakers are still putting in their work. They're still making their calls. They are still looking to improve this, this roster. I do think that there is a little more momentum behind the notion of holding on to that 29 pick uh, and, and, you know, holding off on using it until this upcoming offseason. The concern there, though, is... Look, you you won't fire the head coach that LeBron is sick of playing for. You won't move the 29 pick to go out and get him some more immediate help. He has done everything in his power to hold off father time in ways that literally no athlete has before. Uh, not just like in his sport, but period. And and here we are again, you know, asking the question, or the Lakers were asking the question if this season is worth saving. And uh, I can tell you, he's probably pretty frustrated by it. And he's not alone, right? Jason Kelly writes, as a LeBron fan, I'm praying he leaves. Love LA soon, ha still. However, Jeannie and Rob don't seem to know they have a, a player better than Kobe on their roster right now. It's not even about Kobe. It's not even about whatever. It's just like, it's just, it's just doing your job, doing it better than you, you, you know, uh, doing it to the level that those guys are doing theirs. And and I can say, you know, Harrison and I talked about it yesterday. Nobody in this organization seems like is doing their job to the level that LeBron and AD are. Nobody. Whether it's Polinka putting together a roster, there is there there are basically no actual two-way players right now on this roster. Um, some of that has to do with the fact that Darwin refuses to use anybody in ways that would allow them to be two-way players. But nobody on this roster right now, as it as it exists are, you know, two-way impact players. So that means Rob didn't do his job particularly well. Um, and if Rob isn't doing his job very well and he isn't facing any uh, accountability for it, that means Jeannie isn't doing her job very well. And Darwin has obviously done, I, I would argue, even given what Monty Williams has done this season, I would argue that Darvin Ham has done the worst job of any head coach in the NBA this year. And uh, he hasn't faced any about accountability for it, or he hasn't felt any need to face any accountability for it. And so that means Rob isn't doing his job, which means Jeannie isn't doing his job. And it has that domino effect throughout the organization. And, uh, you know, when you, when you look at this upcoming trade deadline and the, the notion of the Lakers potentially sitting it out um, 
and it can be for a multiple, you know, multiple reasons here. Uh, it can be that they don't see this season as, as salvageable. It can be all, <laughs> excuse me. It can also be for the the Lakers uh, front office uh, not liking what it would cost to do some things. Uh, one thing that uh, I thought Mike made some great points about today is how the Lakers at, at basically every stop have been reluctant to part with players or part with picks just to move a player um, as they would in the in a uh, D'Angelo Russell three-way three-team deal. So uh, I, you know, as much as they like to say that his recent play has made them rethink whether or not they need to trade him. I never thought for a second that that was actually the case that for, for whatever. And if it was, it would actually make me nervous because that would be really poor process to let two weeks of good basketball uh, outshine a much larger data sample that would indicate that this guy probably needs to be moved uh, both from a basketball and business standpoint. And, and uh, so instead, you know, rather than it actually being, or coming out and, and finding out that it, it was because uh, they haven't liked what it would take to move Russell's contract. They come out with the leaks that like, Oh, we actually really like the way he's playing. Yeah, sure. All right. Sure thing, pal. Um, just like, by the way, with Atlanta, right? Like, you know, Hey, just so you know, Milwaukee's interested. No, all right. Sure thing, pal. And we're seeing that kind of posturing between the two sides right now. And, and that's going to play out all the way through to the end of the deadline. But, it it is uh it is reaching a point here where you look at the Lakers' upcoming schedule, and it starts to make you a little nervous, right? They are currently twenty four and twenty five. <clears throat> they just lost to Atlanta, um, and now face Boston on Thursday. They play New York, who's been in, you know really effing good since they got uh, OG Ananobi. They do play Charlotte, so that should be a win, but. We thought Atlanta should have been a win, and they lost by 30 um, or whatever it was, uh, 16. We thought Houston should have been a win, and they were down by 30 in that one as well. So uh, then after Charlotte, you have Denver, um, and that is the trade deadline. And uh, so that would mean that if you lose to Boston, as I think they're probably going to lose to Boston in Boston, uh, that probably isn't going to go well for you. Uh, that would put you at two games under 500. You lose to New York. In New York, that would put you three games below 500. You beat Charlotte. All right, you're right at you're you're, you're another you're two games below 500, but you are starting to risk losing pace with the rest of your conference as they buy for positioning, whether it's the play in or the playoffs. And by the time you get to February 8th, if you're two games below 500 or a few games below 500 if you suffer another setback against Charlotte does the front office decide to sit this, sit this one out and my only my only request would be if they do do that if they do uh you know fall far enough under under 500 while you've had LeBron and AD healthy for the vast majority of this season if you do as a front office decide to sit this one out and maintain your assets and hold on to them to hopefully retool here in the summer. I hope that you either have a conversation with uh with with LeBron and with AD and you say, how do you feel about how this is going? LeBron, 
are you are are we still committed here? Where do we feel like where where do you sit here heading into this up, upcoming offseason? The thing is, <clears throat> by refusing to trade for Kyrie and by refusing to fire now Darvin Ham and by refusing to hire Ty Lu in the past, and um, you know, time after time after time after time, having to be convinced to push chips into the middle of the table while you've employed LeBron James. That's going to make those conversations that much trickier. And it's actually going to kind of um, incentivize a little dishonesty or, or, or you know, a, a lack of, of clarity there from his side. Where he's like, hey, we're fine. All right. Ask anybody who has been married for any prolonged period of time or anybody who has dated somebody for a prolonged period of time. The scariest word in the English language is fine. And if the Lakers go to LeBron and they say, all right, man, how are you feeling about this? This is what we're thinking about doing. Do you think you can you can come back and, and still play at, at close to this level next season? Or how are you feeling about your chances of doing so? Or how are you feeling about how things are going here? And if you just say, eh, fine, whatever. That's as good as, as you know, lighting a fire under somebody. So I I do hope that they get a win here and there here moving forward. And, and we don't come to that kind of a circumstance, but if the Lakers do sit this deadline out and, and do continue to, to hold off on <clears throat> pushing chips into the middle of the table, you, you do have to, to, to start asking organizationally, how do you feel about Rob Palenka and the job that he's done to this point? I did the math earlier today. And um, <clears throat> since Magic stepped down, right? So for the last, uh, you know, five years, five-ish years, the Lakers are 194 and 160 now too because they lost tonight. Um, heading into tonight's game, that is a uh, that is a 500 and, or that's a like just barely over 500 win percentage. While you've had LeBron and AD. And now what's weird is that you also won a championship and you also went to the Western Conference Finals. And I think that's because that's what those guys are capable of doing when you put them in the op when you give them the opportunity to just go out and be more special than the other two best players on the other team. Um, but like in the regular season where you see these data samples really play out and you and and you see these uh, you know, those flurries. They aren't able to do those <clears throat> as regularly in the regular season. And they aren't able to be that kind of special as often over the course of an 82 game season. That's why you see that the Lakers are a lot more mediocre because they can't just be buoyed by LeBron and AD. And, you know, whether it's Jeannie asking questions about Rob, whether it's the other minority owners asking questions about Jeannie, Whatever it is that 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 uh, allows you to arrive at that place, you do have to arrive there. If this season is considered so far gone, so unsalvageable that you sit out this trade deadline, that not only should Darvin Ham lose his job, that goes without saying, but Rob probably should too, and Jeannie should probably be checked on the amount of power that she has, so she doesn't go and hire the next closest person to her. And, and, uh, you know, this is, these are the conversations that you find yourself having when you're 24 and 25, almost, you know, now, now they've played, I, I guess they're 25 and 25. If you count the game that they, the extra game that they played against Indiana, so you're a 500 team, 50 games into the season 
with LeBron James and Anthony Davis playing the way that they have. That is organizational malpractice. That is malfeasance. That is ineptitude. That is every negative term that I could possibly come up with here. And somebody has to be held accountable for it. And the reason that these players are so fed up and they, they, they uh, quit as quickly as they have in games like you saw tonight is because they know there is no accountability above them. There's nothing worse than working for a manager who just slides by any responsibility because mommy or daddy is the boss, right? And, and in this case, that's what this has felt like all season. And Ham has basically gloated about it every opportunity that he has gotten when he's gotten questions about the job that he has done. And so long as that's the tone that he takes, this is the kind of basketball that we're going to be forced to watch. All right, that is going to do it here for this uh, shorter edition of the uh, Lowdown. I have a fun guest coming tomorrow. Uh, and um, Sabrina, I'm going to go ahead and put this uh, put this at risk and say that Sabrina is going to be on the show tomorrow. We have Aaron coming on Thursday, you know, coming on the show on Thursday. Um, hopefully, because it's a big game, and if the Lakers win, especially, I'll go live right after that that uh, right after the Celtics game. And we can talk about that one together, uh, maybe with Raj, maybe, maybe not. <clears throat> and then uh, that will carry us into Friday, which is a happy hour. And that'll do it for this week. But it will be probably a busy weekend. So you guys can probably anticipate some content uh, over the weekend as we as we see how the trade, di- trade deadline is uh, shaping up for the Lakers. So uh, until then, and until all of, all of that... <laughs> I'm Anthony Irwin saying, good Lord, flu season, please go away. Please do subscribe to uh, uh, to this YouTube channel. Like this video, all that good stuff. And I will talk to you again on Yonder.